Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. Let's set the base for the next conversation. Do citizens have the right to refuse to pay their rates and taxes? And under what circumstances can one refuse to do so? Joining us now to unpack this and other issues, which we'd like to just unpack before the top of the hour, Councillor Chris <coughs> Santana, DA Shadow MMC for Finance. Councillor, very good afternoon to you. Thank you for joining us and welcome. Uh, thank you very much, and thank you to your listeners for listening in to what I have to say today. <laughs> I'm presuming you're coming from you're talking from Cape Town because you're coughing. It's very cold on there. I stand corrected. Sir. No, no, no. I'm actually <laughs> I'm actually the the DA Shadow MMC for finance for the city of Johannesburg. Right. Okay. Now, I was just wondering, maybe you took a trip down there, but anyway, thanks for joining us, Councillor. So, as I mentioned, do citizens have the right to refuse to pay their rates and taxes, and under what circumstances can one refuse? There have been reports of. Um, Citizens in certain metropoles who are refusing to pay rates and taxes because they're just fed up now with with lack of municipal services and delivery. Councillor, can one do that? Okay, so legally the answer to that is no. The law is very specific that Mm -hmm. people have to pay for their their rates and taxes. Um, Obviously, there are processes uh, that should a a resident feel that um, you know that there are issues, they need to raise those specific disputes. Um, there is a dis- there is a dispute resolution. Um, it's either in the set of the credit control policy of the city or the bylaws, which explains to the consumers how you would declare a dispute and how the municipality should handle it. Okay? Mm-hmm. If, con- if consumers feel that uh, or, you know should follow this process to the end, right? So generally, what happens is consumers get irate, they get upset, um, and then they just stop the process. Um, right. So what I keep that in my residence because I'm a ward councillor as well mm-hmm. um it's is you know guys you've got to start building a file of evidence so the file of evidence would go you know you've logged a dispute you've logged a dispute you've got your reference number so ideally what you should do is you know log the dispute get your reference number date and time when it was logged okay so if it's for a let's say it's for a burst water pipe or a water meter that's taken weeks or you know months not not to resolve um which is the usual time yes Sorry to cut in. Yeah. Sorry, you were saying. Sorry, sorry to cut in. I said which is usual months, not weeks. I just thought I just. Yeah, no, months. I mean, I I can tell you that uh, one issue my award took me almost eighteen months to resolve. That sounds familiar too, but okay. (laughs) Yes. So, so you know, it's it it is. But there are processes that need to be followed. So ideally, what happens is residents, um, you know, need to log those disputes, keep a record thereof, so that when you're eventually engaging with your councillor too, so. We normally say, guys, if it hasn't been resolved with two weeks, follow up again and then copy in your councillor so that the councillor can track it. Unfortunately, and the biggest problem that the city of Johannesburg faces is is that we actually don't give feedback. And that's yes. clearly the administration's issue where, you know, we always kept in the dark. And I must be honest, even as a councillor, a ward councillor, like I said to you, it's very frustrating where you would think that the issue has been resolved only for the residents to come back to you in about six months' time and tell you it's not resolved. So then you go, okay, well, you know, what happened to all this time? No, I was, I didn't follow up and I didn't, you know, so it actually rests with the residents to keep on following up on those issues. And the reason why I'm saying that you're building up the evidence after, if the issues, you know, it takes time, you eventually can then, in terms of the law, also then uh, um, direct your issue directly to the municipal manager. Okay. Right. Um, to obviously resolve. And if it's still unresolved, you also then got the ombudsman. But like I said, the, the law does not allow uh, people to withhold mm. taxes because understand if you're withholding your rates and taxes, one, you're actually 
um, assisting, or well, not assisting, you you are collapsing the city as a whole in terms of its infrastructure, mm. in terms of its mm. ability to, you know, to get services done. Now, I'm not going to dispute the fact that the city um, or any municipality, for argument's sake, um, and I'll be honest with you, I don't think that residents are getting value for money. That's my right. personal opinion, so I'll right. put it out there. Um, I do feel... I do feel there needs to be a whole rebasing on how we do, how we manage our budget. Um, so, for argument's sake, in the city the city of Johannesburg, you know, we feel as a democratic alliance, the city has 14 entities, um, of which we feel, you know, a good nine of those are actually just a complete waste of structure. When I mean structure, you know, you know, you've got a duplication of a CEO, CFO. Yes. This could all actually just fall under the, the the core municipality, and we could save a whole lot of money. Um, in terms of paying salary bills and actually got more more service delivery on the ground. Councillor, um, sorry if I can come in yes. there. Okay, so you've outlined uh, exactly what people are experiencing, weeks if not months Correct. of service delivery and neglect and decay and nothing's been done about it. What experience yeah. have you had in terms of responses from the municipalities themselves? What what uh, What reasons are they furnishing? In terms of, you know, well, as to the reasons why there is no service uh, delivery. I mean, things taking months, yeah. if not, as you've put 18 months, I live in a suburb too, where I've seen yeah. something not being fixed for over two years. I'm, I'm serious. And I'm sure many listeners no, will, no, um, re- will relate to exactly what we're talking about. What are the reasons correct. given for non-delivery? Well, there, there are multiple reasons of non-delivery. One, I think the, the, and I'm going to bring it as blunt as I can. Mm. I, I do feel that the city needs to start being professional and, and be professionalized. Mm-hmm. Um, and by going down that route, obviously professionalizing our entities, we can strengthen their ability to actually uh, do service delivery. The other issue, uh, um, which is always a, a problem, is obviously that of budget. Um, you know, mm-hmm. so the entities would want – so when I say entities, um, for those reasons that don't understand what I'm talking about, Joburg Water – uh, city Power, JRA, um, uh, City Parks and the like are all actual entities within the city of Johannesburg. Mm-hmm. They are not departments within the city of Johannesburg. So right. when I say that, you've, obviously I'm then saying, you know, you've got uh, the CEO, CFO, board of directors and that whole structure. Sure. Um, um, and so what I'm saying to you is by professionalizing all of these issues uh, and, and the intention that was, was originally stated, the reason why we went for those entities was obviously for service delivery mm. and not to hamper service delivery. It's become, it has become a, an issue, um, in, you know, now. Uh, we are, as you rightly say, and most of the residents rightly say, we're not seeing value for money in terms of our rates and taxes, mm-hmm. and I'm in full agreement with that, hence why I'm saying there needs to be a, re, a rebasing of the budget, because what's happened in the past is that the entities would take, or the city would take its past budget, add it by inflation, and that's your new right. budget. Right, right. Um, what, what we need to do with us, yeah. So, um, I'm so sorry. Uh, sorry, just very quick. We can just wrap up, Riga. We are pressed for time. And uh, yes, okay. So go ahead. Sorry. So, so what I'm saying is, when we do rebase the budget, I would like to see more money going to capex, mm-hmm. so that you know, we're capital of uh, capital budget, so that we can actually start fixing the infrastructure. Right. So about so so about then you know limit, eliminating all the burst pipes by you know doing a, a conservative approach 
uh, going forward that we, we, we put a larger amount. So instead of only having nine or eight billion rand worth of, of capex for, for one financial year, right. we want to try and up that up to 20 billion and start dealing with the issues that are causing right. all these problems within the city. Indeed. Councillor, we can only hope for that professionalism, wherever it might stem from. We need it implemented like yesterday. But anyway, Councillor, I could have uh, thrown so many more questions. I wish we just had more time to just unpack a few more issues, but we've just about run out of time. Councillor Chris Santana, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon, just to give us uh, some background as to where we stand as ratepayers and paying our taxes and what we have to guard against and what we need to be mindful of. Councillor Chris Santana, he's the DA Shadow MMC for Finance for Gauteng, as he clarified earlier on.